Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young lady back. It's Cray News with Kay on a Tuesday. Happy New Year, Kay. How are you? Kay Smythe. Oh, happy New Year, Joe. I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Finally took some time off and, and wasn't sick, which is good. And, you know, I'm a guy whose roots are from Bari, Italy. Bari, Italy is in the heel of the boot. That's where my grandfather mm-hmm. came from. My grandmother on my, my father's side was from Naples. And then on my mother's side, I think more, more northern Italy was the influence. But the ocean to me, Kay, just the ocean sound. I can sleep better. I can calm down. Things just are better when I hear the ocean. Do you have anything like that? Because Wales is not far from the ocean, right? You're on the ocean, aren't you? I was raised on the ocean. You know, it's so funny you bring this up, Joe. I was having that conversation the other day with John. You know, we just moved to this wonderful little farm here in North Carolina. We're still renting, though. It's not our forever home. And only when I go to the ocean or weirdly when I go to this random small town in the middle of North Carolina, I'm not going to say where it is because it's like quiet and private. There's this one random little town right in the middle of North Carolina. And they are the only two places other than my one of my grandfather's homes that have made me feel the same way as I feel at the ocean. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm so glad you got that time for yourself because you work harder then I think most people realize you work incredibly hard. I try my best. A lot of breaks. So we loaded the family up and we headed to, headed to the beach and just the constant sound of the ocean and the constant breeze and just the salt water. All it just you know it just it, it just did everything. If I could have set my my whole scenery here up there, I would have and just stayed there. But I can't. You know, you got to be inside this closed room and and have you know the the noise cancellation. But just for those few minutes, a couple of days. Uh, just enjoying not dealing with, I did like one Instagram post in like two or three days, which is weird for me because you know I mean, like three or three to five a day, but I just had to get away from it for a minute and thank God I did. Uh, it really, really worked well. And by the way, it was not a, a New Year's resolution. It was just get away for a couple of days. You know, I, I don't fall into this resolution thing. Do you do the resolution thing? I think it's kind of dumb. I do, but typically the things that I've already been doing. Right, you know, and that's the point. Yeah. If you want to better yourself, if you want to make more money, if you want to get in shape, you want to do whatever you you can do it on, you know, September twenty second. It doesn't have to be on January first. Sure, it's the new year, and you feel like you can get something done. And I did quit smoking in January nineteen ninety six, but I mean, it, it it's just sort of this arbitrary thing that we pull out of our rear ends and say, okay, today's the day I'll be healthy and a nice guy. Um, that's kind of silly. And you're telling me there's a gym that actually isn't playing that game. There's a gym, Equinox Gym, banned all is this new a big members gym? on New Year's Day. Is this, a, is this a big gym? Should I know Equinox Gym? They are. They're huge. They're really expensive as well. It's like over $100 a month, I'm pretty wow. sure, for their membership. And so it's like, it's a kind of a bougie gym. They're all over LA. I am not a gym person. I used to go to Gold's Gym in Venice Beach just because like it's Gold's I have to Gym work, in Venice Beach. I have so to work out go. there. One day in my life, I have to go to Gold's Gym in Venice Beach. For those who don't know, that's where Pump and Iron was filmed in 1975, 76. That's where Arnold and Lou Ferrigno and all these guys, you know, um, um, uh, Franco Colombo, who's now sadly passed. These guys all, the big bodybuilder guys that really paved the way for like The Rock and the, and the modern day people, they all worked out there. Now, what was that like? Are there pictures all over the wall or of these guys or what? There's pictures up all over the wall and those of them who are all still alive all still work out there. Most mornings I would be working out within a room or within the same room as Arnold Schwarzenegger, his whole family go there. Come they on. are so nice. That's cool. Such a lovely family. Oh, I, I met and did classes with and hung out with more celebrities at Gold's Gym in Venice Beach <laughs> than like any of the parties I ever went to in L.A., it's such a scene. And, you know, it is 
the most beautiful vibe. And I think I kept going there because it just has the best vibe of any gym I've yeah. ever been to. It made it easy to work out. It was lovely. Never been to an Equinox, but I will well, say well, you're that saying Equinox. was so good I might go. You're saying Equinox. I'm saying Equinox. Am I the idiot? Uh, no, I'm just foreign. It's it's one of my so things. You well, you're interviewing another British friend of mine yes, tomorrow, and well, he says some words funnier than me. I want I want you to preview that in a second, but let's finish up on Equinox, Equinox. Um, so they literally, if I heard you right, they're banning new signups in the beginning of the year over all yeah, of January. They're not taking anybody new in January? I don't know if it's like all of January or if it's just uh, the New Year's Day, but they basically were like, no, you're not coming here and signing up as part of your New Year's resolution because all of you idiots end up quitting. <laughs> um, that's not exactly what they said. Actually, what they did was they wrote, um, they worked with a marketing team. I think uh, I want to say it was like the Collins agency or someone. And they wrote this quite beautiful poem i don't have it to hand right and they were like january is not something like we acknowledge like if you want to get fit you should have been doing it this whole time and if you really care about it you can start doing it later than the start of the and, they'll, and they'll turn money down just to make a point yeah but i think they've also got a lot of money so you know <laughs> I've never heard of the gym before, but I think that's that's actually a very good lesson. If you want to get your fat ass in shape, and I can say that I was once a fat ass, um, you go to the gym, get on the treadmill, walk around the block, do something, and it doesn't, like on December 29th, you're like, man, in three days, I'm really going to go at it. No, no, do it now. Do it yeah. on December 29th. That could be your resolution. I, I kind of like it, yet you know they're gonna be, there's going to be an attempt to cancel them because they allegedly are going after fat people. I mean, people have tried to cancel Equinox for so long. Like when I was doing my research today, I read so many articles about how I guess like someone in their like founders or, you know, one of their leadership uh, did a fundraiser for Trump. Apparently, you know, people have tried to cancel Equinox forever, but they're like, yeah, we're a gym. We don't super care. And I kind of love that. I think <laughs> if you if you own who you are, you are uncancelable. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you did something that was a huge mistake, if you own that mistake and apologize for it, you're uncancelable. 2022 canceled cancel culture as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I mean, me too. They tried to cancel me a billion times. And every time they did, I said, do you really think that's going to work? It's not going to happen. And it's just dumb. And that's really the point, okay? If you don't allow them to cancel you, and if you don't apologize for something you didn't do wrong, then you're fine. Those who are actually being canceled and they're just gone, and you don't even hear about them anymore in the fray, are those who apologize and, and bent a knee. You and I aren't people like that. We don't bend a knee. We just laugh at people who are so stupid to think they've got anything on us, which is uh, 2023. That should be the lesson. If you're going to do a New Year's resolution, do that one. Don't be canceled. L let me ask you about, about Graham Hancock. I don't know the man. Uh, you suggested him to me because of his, his archaeology. Um, from what I understand, he's involved in some major projects and, and I can't wait to hear the accent if you say he's even more British than you are. But f fill my audience in. Who is this guy and why are they going to love tomorrow when I interview him? You know, there are three places where people may have found Graham Hancock before finding them on Joe Pack's show. So the first place would be the um, Joe Rogan podcast. Graham is actually a journalist. He's a writer. He's kind of like me and you, Joe. He's just a regular run-of-the-mill guy. Okay. Um, reminds me a lot of my dad in, like, every single way possible, which is weird because, like, I think... I mean, I know Graham's a grandfather at this point. <laughs> anyway, so they would have found him on... Uh, Joe Rogan's show. So Graham's thesis, which he'll expand on tomorrow, obviously, is 
he has spent the last 30 years of his career dedicating himself to researching from a journalistic perspective, from a writer's perspective, this hypothesis that there was a precursory civilization to our own that actually advanced to a pretty significant degree, maybe maybe not in the same way as us, but to a point where they had the same capabilities as us, as international travel, uh, metalwork, really? woodworking, things like that. On this so, planet? On Earth? On on this planet. Now, right. back about um, 11 to 12,000 years ago, there was a massive climate event. Um, this is something that's well documented in science. There's a plethora of evidence for it. It's something that is generally accepted as part of our history uh, or geological history of the planet. It's called the Younger Dryas event or mini ice age, if you will. So this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, in a matter of months to years, the planet went from being exactly like it is today to just really, really cold. So a crazy enough event to knock our species back to essentially like a hunter-gatherer type civilization. And now I'll let Graham tomorrow sort of expand on the evidence that supports all of this. Well, well you, so you, know, I, you know how my brain works pretty well, though. I mean, I immediately say, well, where where is the proof? Uh, where uh, has he yeah. found things? Have archaeologists found things that he's reported on that would say, holy crap, this is way more modern than we couldn't have expected 10 or 11,000 years ago? Oh, 100%. I mean, really? as far as I'm concerned, Joe, and, and Graham's more of a skeptic than I am. As far as I'm concerned, I've seen enough evidence to say absolutely, absolutely we had evolved to an enormous degree prior to how we live right now and have lived for, say, you know, the last 10,000 years, you know, re-evolving from that hunter-gatherer state. And Graham really... He, again, airs on the side of not necessarily skepticism. I think he's very much, um, again, when you guys, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a two, three parter. I'm going to say that now because he is fascinating. And once he gets going, you can't help but tune in and listen to this amazing story of our species. So the premise is. And it doesn't is, disregard religion, which is the other cool I thing. It that. actually reinforces pretty much everything that I have taken from my faith, right. you know, I, I became a Christian a little bit later in life and ap- and it's not even just Christianity. It's every single culture, every single religion has an origin story that correlates with the evidence and the research that Graham has done. Archaeologists hate him because archaeologists are set in this incredibly myopic, which I love that little juxtaposition, but this very small world where they think, you know, the first major civilization was this idea called Clovis, which I think someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think they literally called it the Clovis civilization, who were like the first agriculture, blah, 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 because the guys doing the research used to go and drink at a bar called the Clovis while they were doing (laughs) the research. So this is like this stagnant place that archaeology is in. So Graham, when he goes on like Joe Rogan and he does these talks and things, he gets a lot of flack because archaeologists literally haven't done the work to like, you know, completely debunk his theory. If he's correct, all of Al Gore's climate change stuff goes out the complete window. Well, well, and that's probably Um, why he's being attacked, if nothing else. But also being attacked, if he's saying that you can have faith and a higher power and God and Christianity 
and that goes hand in hand with science and that goes hand in hand with skepticism, that bothers people because they want them to be mutually exclusive. They're not. It's Case Mythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. Check out everything she writes in the Daily Caller. She's here on my program all the time, a couple of, day, a couple of days at least a week now on Newsmax TV. I want to go back to resolutions for a second while I still have you. What the hell is an anti-resolution? What is that? So one of Liz, one of my editors at work, sent me this. Um, some article on the Wall Street Journal was like, oh, instead of, you know, setting yourself these ridiculous goals for your New Year's resolution, why don't you just do something little? Like maybe just like stop worrying about going to the gym or something like that. Stop or like it. stop worrying about like how many friends you have and things like that. So I was like, no, that is a lame. If we're going to go with an anti-resolution, <laughs> Why don't we go with something cool? So um, my anti or one of my anti resolutions is something that you can adopt. It's basically an excuse to just be uh, antisocial in many ways. But I've decided that if someone is incapable of saying please, thank you, and I'm sorry to me, I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. And Boom. it's retroactive. So done. there are people who have done stuff to Wait me in the last second. year. It's retroactive. So you decided to do the resolution, which is an anti-resolution, and screw you. In, in the last 10 years, if you did this to me, you're out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, basically. I'm like, why, why would I even entertain? Like, it was like, you know, people that I'm not necessarily like close friends with. Because again, that's the thing, right? Close friends, if you're like, hey, like, you know, you didn't say please or like, you know, they don't say thank you to you or they can't say I'm sorry. It's a bigger conversation to have. Like, you know, I'm very, the people that I am friends with, I'm incredibly close with. And then there's sort of like everyone else. But of the everyone else, like, I'm sorry, if you call me and ask me for help with something and then I help you and you don't say thank you, I'm just never going to take your call again because I don't have to if I don't want to. This is nothing new for you, though. You literally have posted on social media. If your name isn't this, this, or Joe Pags, don't bother me for the next week. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're already there. You've been doing this for a while. But, <laughs> but it sounds to me like there are specific examples where you've tried to still be friendly with somebody even after they've wronged you, and now you're saying, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, basically. Good, good for and, you. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to be slower to get into any new friendships, things like that, like... Just generally, just live in my farm. We just got the fire working. So I don't really have any reason to leave as far as I'm concerned, unless you're like, oh, you you know, we want to go see the ocean and all the fam <laughs> goes down to the ocean. That would be fun. We do that. Um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we can take, uh, we can all bring all of our dogs. Oh, yes. You can't bring the cats, though. I'm allergic to the cats, so we can't do that. But we, we'll bring our dog, too. Uh, it's CaseMinds. Go to CaseMinds.com. Quickly on this, um, I've noticed how how really bad the weather is. This year in some parts of the world, I mean, Buffalo, New York was was under snow for who knows how long. Uh, Jeremy Renner, God forbid, uh, you know, anything you know doesn't go right with him. I hope that he gets healed very quickly. But huge snow out in uh, in Aspen, and I guess he ended up getting run over by his own snow snowblower or snow plow, whatever the hell it was. But really, really bad weather in a lot of places. But okay, I'll, I'll fill you in on something. I grew up in Long Island, New York. And we got a lot of snow all the time. Then it stopped snowing for 10 years or 12 years. And then it started snowing again. This is all cyclical to me. But we're looking at more massive snow, uh, you know, ice storms and snowstorms to hit. And every headline I see in all the leftist media is extreme weather, extreme cold. Ex- is this extreme? Is this out of the normal, uh, the ordinary? Or is this, okay, the really bad weather's back? So I'm going to probably get in trouble for saying this. Uh, yeah, the bad weather's back. It, it is like climatologically, meteorologically, like 
been here, done that, got the t-shirt. It's just that like the people who are of age and like loud on social media didn't necessarily grow up with right. <coughs> extreme. Like I didn't grow up with extreme weather, but I, I grew did. up in Wales where it's yeah. always just wet. Um, <laughs> But here's the thing. I think it's actually really smart. This is the one time I will defend the news media because um, you know how I feel about them. Yes. Um, oh, one of my cats has come say hi. Sorry. Um, but when it comes to the news media, I'm glad they're saying it's going to be extreme. I'm glad they're really putting the fear in people because, you know, we had more than 50 people die on like over the Christmas storm that right. took over the whole country. Um, you know, all weather patterns in the world are related. If something bad is happening in California, like we're still going to feel it in some way, shape or form on the East Coast eventually. Right. Um, it just happened to be that, yeah, we're getting these really extreme weather events and people are stupid and they will go out in them. And then people also don't take caution. Like then there's a lot of really brilliant people who didn't read the headlines, who didn't check the weather. And like when John goes out, even in our truck, I always make sure that he's got extra water, blankets, right. everything in case something goes wrong, because you never know when the stuff is going to hit. And that's the thing that's like, you've got to account for people being idiots out in the snow, thinking it's all fun and games. And then hypothermia sets in, in like, you know, in some cases, less than five minutes. And then you've got people who, you know, maybe look at the weather and say, oh, you know, whatever. Or maybe they don't even have time to look at the weather. But if we're sort of shoving it down their throats, it's like, hey. Like Mother Nature, even with everything that like every extreme thing that the climate change people ever said, if all of that came true, Mother Nature and the Earth is going to be fine. It's our yeah. species that will be in trouble because we are not designed to deal with this stuff right now. I got you. That's the uh, issue. Very good advice. Be warned. You've been warned by Case Smythe and several other people. I just don't like throwing the word extreme around unless it really is extreme. But you're saying it is, and that's good. I hate when they use it when it's not, and that's my. Yeah. I think that's my beef. Okay, I appreciate you. Happy New Year. Uh, uh, keep going with the anti-resolution resolution, which I think is pretty hilarious, and we'll let you know how it goes with Graham tomorrow. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. Oh, I'll be watching. Don't you worry. Good, good, good. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate you hanging out tonight. Big guests coming this week, including General Flynn. Got a lot going on in the Joe Pag Show. Make sure you come back. This is the Joe Pag Show.